0: Let's talk money now. Personal finance expert Mary Holmes is here. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jesse. What are we talking about this week?
1: Well, before I tell you that, there's a couple of things I just need to remember. Yeah. One was that last time I said we were going to talk about scams, and then instead we talked about being – being because uh, I was caught without um, commu- any communications yeah, for a while. after great the was actually. Yeah, well it, well, it certainly wasn't anything to do with finance. <laughs> and, and at the time I said – I will do scam, scams next time and mm. plan to today. But then I saw that the f- fraud film festival is on in Auckland oh, at yeah. the Q Theatre in Auckland on March the thirtieth. And twenty ninth, and I thought a, a couple of years ago I went to that festival, mm. and it was re, they've got really interesting films. Isn't on. A funny thing to have <laughs> a
0: film festival on frauds?
1: It is. It is. is. They're, they're docos mostly, or nearly all, about different really successful frauds, or I mean, mm. you know, in the end they got discovered. Uh, they're intriguing. So I decided. So I'm going to go to that festival, and then report back on that to you on my March 30th session. Um, and so doing fraud and scams are kind of so over, mm. overlapping. So we're skipping scams this time. Yeah, some, and, some um, people
0: might suggest that your promise to do scams as a topic is a bit of a scam in <laughs> itself, Mary. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, certainly yeah, not, not good behaviour, not good behaviour. <laughs> um, um, and the other thing I just wanted to quickly say too is that next Wednesday, which is um, International Women's Day, mm. At noon, I'm going to be on a um, and a panelist in a discussion on women's financial well-being, and people can watch it live at the time or um, later on if they want to. And the links to it are on my website, maryholm.com. Great. So if you look at the homepage there, um, you, people might be interested in in watching that one. Oh, there'll
0: be some nervous yeah. corporate PRs ahead of International Women's Day. For a while there, you'd yeah. get in trouble if you ignored it, and then and then now corporates kind of try and um, address it and talk about it and and if they get it wrong, they get in trouble and, you know, it can be very sort of thin ice. Oh, yeah.
1: Some people are hypersensitive, aren't they? (laughs) And I, I think... You know, if a company's trying, yeah, we've got to give them. Give I think them it was. Oh, we shouldn't
0: we shouldn't bring it up again. But I think New Zealand rugby had a bit of a bad International Women's Day last year. Did they? For thanking women for um, being supportive of the male players. Oh, and I think people pointed <laughs> out that maybe they could have mentioned the black fans. Yeah, anyway,
1: given what's happened since since with black fans, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but today, <laughs> what I um read a rather interesting paper by a man called Matthew Arnold, and I thought that's a familiar name, and Mm. he's a a Scottish, I think, poet. But this Matthew (laughs) Arnold um, works for Russell Investments New Zealand, and he's come up with quite an interesting paper on two issues around KiwiSaver. Mm. One of them is um, basically looking at whether KiwiSaver default members are getting a bad deal, and the, the other issue is whether... How everybody in KiwiSaver, default or or otherwise, can really tell how well their KiwiSaver fund is doing. So, looking first of all at the default members, now we've got about nearly 3.2 million people in KiwiSaver now, which is pretty phenomenal in a population of five five ish, Mm. Um, and about one in 10 of those are in default schemes, which A few years back, it was one in six. So they're gradually getting people out of default schemes, and that has been a bit of a goal because default is the scheme you get... the fund you get put into if you join KiwiSaver when you get a new job but don't specify Mm -hmm. what provider and what fund you want to be with, you get put in the default fund. And um, Matthew Arnold reckons that people... In, in default funds might be getting a rather bad deal. And it's particularly worrying because these are people who um, are probably not very financially savvy and they've just landed in there and they say, OK, this is cool, um, and don't do anything more about it. And so we don't really want to be giving them a bad deal as they're going through. Mm. Um and and
0: as, as I recall, if you'd asked this question five years ago, the answer would have been very quick. Yes, they are getting a bad deal because the default funds, they didn't tend to think about them quite well, so hard.
1: That's that's true. Before we go any further, yeah. I should say they, they're still getting a darn good deal because okay. KiwiSaver is so good. Yeah. Um, these are pretty much all employees who are in the default funds, and so they're getting money from the government and from their employer um, going into their KiwiSaver fund, and so because of that, it's still a very good investment. But nonetheless, could we be doing better for them? Mm-hmm. And, and what happened in December 2021 is... There were some quite big changes in default funds. They yeah. changed it to six providers. Quite a few of them, quite new providers.
0: Responding um, in part to some calls that you'd been making over the years, now. Anyway. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I don't know I'm about just, directly responding, but they did yeah. some of the things that you suggested.
1: Uh, yeah, that possibly, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that um, they. Uh, one of the big changes was they changed from conservative. Um, funds to balanced funds, so these sort of average risk funds, because they found a lot of people, especially a lot of younger people who were getting into the default funds, were in conservative funds and that means they would, if they just sat there and did nothing about it, they'd retire with a lot less because they're not taking enough risk over the long term. So they moved them into these average, sort of averagely risky funds called balanced funds and they also reduced the fees on them. Um, But uh, in the, this Russell investments paper had a look and said, "Well, how have the funds been doing since uh, this change in december two thousand and twenty one now it 's not really fair because last year was a particularly bad year for all investments in shares and bonds, which is very unusual and these Kiwi funds are half shares and half bonds, mm. and so the best return last year in the in the um default funds." Was minus seven point eight in the SmartShares fund, and the worst was minus twelve point six in the Simplicity fund. Um, and as was pointed out in the paper, that meant that if you started in December twenty twenty one with nine thousand dollars, which was about the average balance in the default funds, you would already be four hundred and fifty dollars worse off if you were in the worst of the fund with the worst performance. Um, than in the fund with the best performance. And so they're saying this is not a good um, deal, that the investments, the way the different providers are working their funds can be quite different and the results can be quite different. Uh, They also pointed out that the fees range from 0.2% in SmartShares, which is a low KiwiSaver Mm -hmm. fee, to 0.4% in Westpac, which is still low, but it's twice as high mm. as the one in in SmartShares. And um, just a quote from the paper, the guy says, over decades, such variations may result in some default members being thousands of dollars worse off than other members simply because they were randomly stuck in the wrong fund. And so, you know, so it's not very good for these people who are just being randomly put into a fund and don't do anything about it, some of them to end up way worse off than others. That's the point. That's not. You either. could argue
0: that as long as they are lower than the average fees across all key yes. funds, it, that it probably makes sense.
1: Yep. You it, know? It, it, it's still. I would have quite liked the government to have said, OK, you've all got to have charged the same fee you know, we'll agree on it we'll agree on a yeah. fee that you can all charge. And if you want to be a default provider this is the fee you've got to charge. Huh, interesting. And that would have been one way to do it. Yeah. But um and the and the suggested solution has been to let any provider at all offer a default fund, um but they've all got to have the same low fee and they've got to be passively managed i.e. like index funds where it's all very simple. Sorry, this is
0: the suggestion of the person writing the paper? Yes,
1: yes. And that would mean everyone will get pretty much the same result who's in a default fund. And I think that that's fair, really. It's not really fair for one person to do a lot better than another when when they're all just Because presumably
0: if, if, say, there's four default funds, presumably if four people are put into them, it just goes one, two, three, four Mm. randomly... Yes, yeah, so you should yes. you should get the same result as the person yeah, you should next to really. you, shouldn't you? Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. It's inland revenue that I think that allocates you to whichever fund you're going to go to. So mm-hmm. I thought that was an, an interesting point to make. Um, the second main point of the paper was about benchmarks, which is what uh, funds, KiwiSaver funds have to publish a benchmark, which is is how they measure their own performance in a given period. You know, it might be six months or it might be 10 years, Mm. but they've got to say, we got an average return of 5% and the benchmark was an average of 5.5% or something like that. And at the moment, um, each provider makes up their own benchmark based It's supposed to be based on the types of investments they're making. So how many shares they've got, how many international shares versus New Zealand shares, how many bonds, that that sort of allocation. So they've got... um, So when you get your KiwiSaver results for, for a year or whatever. Mm. That It'll have a benchmark there that says your fund got this and the benchmark is this. Usually the funds do worse than the benchmark, actually, partly because the funds have to report after fees and the benchmarks don't include fees. But they should still be roughly the same as their benchmark. And it's become a bit of a mess where... Uh, Providers, they have to say how they came up with their benchmark. And here's another quote, what, what, what um, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Arnold, Matthew Arnold, says about this situation. He said, KiwiSaver benchmarks have evolved to the extent that most are a hodgepodge of often unrecognisable underlying fund benchmarks, inaccessible, meaningless, uninvestable constructs providing little in the way of relevant information for the millions of KiwiSaver members. In other words, he's just saying they don't, they don't really work. Mm. Um, I should just quickly say here, the reason we have benchmarks anyway is because otherwise when a KiwiSaver fund like the these... Um, results I gave you before for mm. the last year were very bad. But you shouldn't be looking at just how well your fund's been doing. You should be looking at how well it's doing relative to the market. Because if the whole share market's gone down and your fund doesn't go down so much, that's pretty good. Um, so it's, so you shouldn't... And, and the same thing, if if your fund reports a really good, positive performance, if, in fact the benchmark did even better, which says the markets in general did better than you, then you should be unhappy. So it's it's kind of giving you a proper fence post to compare with.
0: Yeah, so the idea is every fund has to state what their benchmark is. Yes. Yeah. What what their target is, really, I suppose. Yes,
1: yes, yes, that's probably a good way of putting it, really. I'm just having a look at
0: my latest Um, statement. I can't see one. Is it generally easy to find?
1: It should be, but I don't... I don't know you know, off the bat what, what um, every provider does. They should be pretty easy to find. But that, I think that's part of the point of the paper, that even if you can find the information on it, it's kind of a bit hard to make sense of it. And, and so people are, are struggling. Now, one of the points of the paper, too, is how to compare your provider's performance with other providers' performances. And some benchmarks are probably sort of kinder than other ones that have been, you know, set up mm. by the... So it's very hard. You can go on on uh, Sorted and have a look at, look at the uh, Smart Investor tool, and there you can get comparisons of the different, say, the different growth funds' performance or the different um, balance funds' performances. But... It's not a, It's not always a totally fair comparison, that. Um, so what there has been proposed here is that the FMA or MB or somebody come up with just five benchmarks, one for all conservative Kiwi KiwiSaver funds, one for moderate, one for balanced, one for growth, and one for aggressive. Mm. And everybody's got to use those, and they're going to be made up from just bonds and share indexes so they so they're quite simple
0: would you do them retrospectively because you mm. couldn't
1: you couldn't. Really have a target for a, a share fund could no, you? because right, who right. knows what
0: the world is doing? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We, yes, when you said target before, come to think of it, it doesn't. That's yeah. When we, I think about it some more, it's not really a target because it's it's having a look backwards at how well your fund did and how well the benchmark Got it. did. Yes, so then you can. Now there's three possible objections to this that I thought up. One is if you've got an ethical or socially responsible fund, they tend to compare the, themselves with a benchmark. Or mm. the, there are indexes out there that are ethical indexes, mm. if you will, and they compare them with that. And, and Matthew Arnold was arguing that's not really um, that great an idea Um we sh- people who are in an ethical fund or a socially responsible fund or whatever you like to call it are probably interested in knowing how well they would do against all investments, not just ethical investments. And in fact, in the last year or so, the ethical ones have actually done worse than the market as a whole, but that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think he's right. I think that you know, you choose to go into one of those funds, but you'd quite like to just see how well your funds perform against all the others. Um, Funds, uh, a big problem with having just one benchmark is some of the funds within, say, growth funds are much riskier than others. Mm -hmm. And they've they've got more shares, fewer bonds, let's say. Um, And so they might say, well... In some years, when the share markets aren't doing so well, we're going to do worse than the benchmark, and in other years we're going to do better than the benchmark. I think that's up to the providers to explain that, those yeah, people. Yeah,
0: that, and that's okay. Yes. Uh, like, as long as yeah. I know that, yes. hey, I'm a couple of percent below the benchmark, but I, I've chosen this slightly yes. more volatile fund. Yeah. Same with ethical, yes. right? Yes, hey, the benchmark 7%, I got 5%, but I've chosen that I'm going to maybe yes. give up on some profits for certainly. My, the better and, world.
1: Yes. And and over the future, you aren't necessarily going to do worse than an ethical fund. I should mm. hasten to add, I mean, there's certainly periods where they've done better than average. So it's... I think it's up to the providers to then explain to their investors why we're, lately we've been doing worse than the benchmark mm-hmm. um, and over the years people can watch how yep. those explanations are going. Um, one other possible problem is that some of the KiwiSaver funds invest in property or small businesses or there's one that invests in cryptocurrency. There's all kinds of things and the proposed benchmark would be only shares and bonds. But once again, I think... Okay, the provider can say, "Hey, we've actually got we're actually half commercial property, and that's had a particularly bad year, or it's had a particularly good year." Up to them to explain why they're doing different from the sort of basic idea. So, I just reckon it's pretty good actually. These ideas people can read them in their own time. Yeah, and I I made a tiny URL. um, So, if you want to have a look at the report, if you look at tinyurl.com. Slash Russell Kiwi You can read the the report on it.
0: Mary Holm.